On a recent trip to New York, I met a former school teacher. Hello, how are you? That's our hello song that we Hello, heard. how are you? I just wind up. I'm fine, fine, fine. My name is Yashay Glass, and I grew up in Jersey City, New Jersey. I went to Rutgers University. Go, are you? And then I studied secondary education at Montclair State University. Yashe is a friendly, talkative person. She came to the interview with her two kids. Yashe taught for about seven years in private schools before taking a job at Kansas State University. Then she hit kind of a rough patch. I don't tell very many people at the, about this part of our lives. I lost my home. I lost my job, essentially. We lost everything, absolutely everything, to the point where we were sleeping out of our car. And so um, we were homeless. And, th- and so I had to do something. I had to do something different about our lives, and I had to do it immediately. Luckily, a job prospect came to her through a Chinese company called VIP Kid. VIP Kid was an opportunity that I found online through a Facebook group. This company has been a blessing for our family because now we're in our own space. I can pay our rent. It has given me a life, our life back. Yashe is only one of tens of thousands of American teachers who have quit the profession. Here in the U.S., it's been called a teacher dropout crisis brought on by long hours, low pay, and lack of resources. Meanwhile, VIP Kid is promising its teachers a better alternative tutoring eager Chinese students from the comfort of their homes, often for higher pay than what they would make in traditional schools. We have over 200,000 students now, over 20,000 teachers, and then um, the revenue of 2017 would be uh, 5 billion RMB. That's VIP Kids 34-year-old founder, Cindy Mee. She's really into the numbers. As you'll soon see, her entire teaching philosophy is about how to enhance learning with data. Given all these numbers, we are now representing more than um, 50% of the K-12 online learning market. And Cindy says she's only just getting started. We're not interested in building a after-school tutoring brand, right? We're, we're really interested in is to rethinking of how education or learning could look like in the next 10, 20, 30 years. Hi, I'm Brad Stone. And I'm Peter Elstrom. And this week on Decrypted, we'll explore the booming online education market in China. We'll see how VIP Kid came to lead the pack and check out the company's claims that its curriculum is boosting learning outcomes for so many students. Cindy Mee's startup was just valued at more than a billion dollars. And with a new data-driven approach to learning, VIP Kid has set its sights on changing the very concept of school itself. Education is one of the last major industries to see serious disruption by technology, and many people are still skeptical about bringing tech into the classroom. It's a high-stakes experiment for VIP Kid with the future of a whole group of children on the line. Stay with us. Yes, yes, mouse, these, eyes, no, uh... What, what is it? <sighs> no, up here. Hair. 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 Good job, Noah. That's Yashe online with one of her students, a five-year-old boy called Noah, who lives in Beijing. 
Yashe is 8,000 miles away, teaching from her home in New Jersey. She's up super early in the morning so she can talk with Noah during the afternoon in Beijing. They're using an online video conferencing system where they see each other and use a virtual chalkboard, in this case with images of a young girl pointing to her ears and other parts of her face. When Noah started, he was having a hard time getting into it. He was only four years old and wouldn't even say hello or imitate what Yashe said. But eight months later, he's able to follow along and speak basic phrases. Yashe and Noah usually connect three times a week for classes for 25 minutes each. Yashe says that after six to 12 months, kids are usually comfortable enough to have basic conversations. While she's teaching, every part of Noah's progress is being tracked and tagged. VIP Kid is constantly reading the data to suggest adjustments that, according to the company, will help kids like Noah learn faster. There's a tremendous amount of, of measurement that occurs as a service to the student and to the parent. That's Rob Hutter, a managing partner at Learn Capital. It's a Silicon Valley venture capital firm that specializes in education and has put money into Cindy's startup. We essentially provide feedback on how well students are doing. And there's continuous reporting that goes back to the parent. It's just like the reporting you get at school, but it's more detailed and a heck of a lot more frequent. People like Rob look at the traditional method of teaching, one instructor at the front of a classroom giving 20 or 30 kids all the same lesson at exactly the same pace. They think that's not only old-fashioned, they think it's kind of crazy. Of course all kids don't learn at the same speed. Of course certain kids will respond better to examples with sports or superheroes or historical figures. But is that really better teaching? There are plenty of skeptics. It doesn't help that there have been so many online education services in the past that have failed to deliver on their promises. The whole thing was completely unrewarding to me. If you like teaching, the joy of that is in being with your students and interacting with them and and drawing them out. and, And so it just doesn't happen online. That's Elaine Clift. She's a writer who has taught at universities like Yale, Middlebury, and the University of Connecticut. Elaine wrote an influential article in the Chronicle of Higher Education a few years ago in which she argued forcefully against the idea that online teaching is somehow better. She also thinks it just does a disservice to the students. I think it's actually very sad, and I have taught in Asia. There's a certain intensity in Asia, I can tell you. Their parents are driven to have them learn English. I actually believe that we are we are changing as a species in ways that we are not even aware of. We do not that you lose a tremendous amount in your terms of whether it's your humanity or your courtesy or your patience or whatever when you don't have to interact with people face to face. Boy, Peter, Elaine's making a pretty strong statement about the the kind of education that VIP Kid is providing. That said, I kind of am sympathetic to her argument. I I would imagine it's hard to learn from somebody who is literally halfway around the world. Yeah, I'd agree. I can't imagine my kids learning from somebody in a different part of the world, especially full-time, maybe for particular skills like a language skill, but overall education, that seems very challenging. It, it, it is, though, a creative solution to this dearth of teachers. I mean, I, I guess it's probably better than nothing, right? In China, that's the challenge that they face. They just have a shortage of good English teachers, especially native English teachers. VIP Kid provides the curriculum for classes, but it's on the teacher to make sure they tailor their lessons to a child's interests and aptitude. And teachers that don't perform get phased out. 
there are a lot of behavioral efficacy related things we're we're watching out as well. For example, uh, how good their students are doing in their UA, unit assessment scores. Are their kids using the pre-class, post-class videos, uh, like uh, exercises? How they are do how they're doing the quizzes? How the teachers are reviewed by, by parents? This is the founder Cindy Mi again. We visited her at the company's headquarters in Beijing. It's inside a former Taoist temple in the middle of a quiet hutong, a traditional neighborhood of narrow alleyways and rundown homes. The place is overflowing with employees, most of them elbow to elbow at long desks. Cindy's office is off in one corner, jammed with a sofa and stools. She's dressed casually like pretty much everyone else, in a bright orange t-shirt with the VIP Kid logo. She's an athlete who favors sports like skydiving and bungee jumping, though recently she spent more of her workout time in the company gym. We offer parents new functions like they can uh, watch the class all the time and then they can edit a 30-second video and share it on a, a social network. So it's very easy for parents to monitor the entire learning process. Another idea she's implementing, with so many teachers now, parents rely on a recommendation service, not unlike the review system from Amazon. Parents can browse for teachers more likely to fit their child. The standard process is when they are uh, have a sign up to, for the program, they then would be uh, recommended by uh, our service team the teachers that would probably most suitable for their kids. But now we're also uh, using uh, data analytics and uh, machine learning to recommend teachers to the student uh, parents uh, from the system. So. Not only the service team um, themselves, but also the machine, and also finally the, the parents. Of course, they can always, uh, if they have the time, um, browse through all the twenty thousand teachers and watch all the videos and find teachers. We don't want to eliminate their opportunities of choosing, right? Because parents really enjoy that, and uh, most of the time when you're at the school, you never get to choose a teacher. What's more, Rob, the venture investor, has helped put together a group of professors from places like Stanford and Harvard who are using all the video that VIP Kid is generating for research. They want to figure out how they can refine teaching to make it more effective. Every every month, we're generating additional data of uh, over a hundred uh, TB. Hello. So it's a lot of data. Terabytes. Yes, terabytes. That's 100 trillion bytes, which is approximately the same as streaming 100,000 hours of video in standard definition on Netflix. All this data helps reassure Chinese parents that they're making the right choice by signing their children up with VIP Kid. For example, Wu Wenha, who has an 11-year-old son called Ryan, looked through many of the tutoring options in Beijing, both online and off, and she finds VIP Kid's approach most helpful. I'm especially happy with the curriculum settings because you're always adding things that work for Chinese students. This is an area I'm especially satisfied with. Where does the tiger live? The tiger lives in Kate. That's Yashe teaching Wu's son, Ryan. He's been with the program about 18 months. And the bear? Bear too. Where does the bear live? The bear lives in a cave too. Where does the bird live? The bird lives in a nest. Can a bear live in a nest? No, the nest will come, 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 come. <laughs> it will fall down. And the bear will fall down. <laughs> It'll fall down. Oh. You're right. 
Remember, a lot of Chinese families only have one child, and parents are willing to do whatever it takes to get them the best opportunities. In big cities like Beijing, competition can be intense to get your child enrolled in a tutoring service. I got him to study English because it's something that all the kids are studying, and the kids his age are all getting classes. When I speak with my friends, many of their children go to elementary school, where if you haven't done external studies, it's hard to keep up. So, for a number of reasons, we thought it would be best for him to study it. Let's know his mother, Gong Aiwa. But because the online education sector is so new, many Chinese parents are having to try out these tutoring services without really knowing how much it can help their kids. It was the middle of last year. I thought, should I get my son to learn a bit of English? And it turned out my classmate's daughter was also studying VIP Kids course. So I asked her how it was, and she said it wasn't bad, and sent her daughter's class videos to me. And I thought she was doing fairly well, so I started and I signed him up. It will take years to know whether the company's prize methodology really works as well as it says it does. Unlike what you might expect, parents in China have been a bit behind their Asian counterparts in spending on extra classes outside of school. According to data from UBS, about 70% of children get tutoring outside of school in places like Japan, Taiwan, and South Korea. But in China, it was only 37% in 2016. And in just a few years, the Chinese market will be a whole lot bigger. Oh yes, UBS says that figure will probably climb to 50% in five years, and at the same time, the number of kids in the kindergarten to 12th grade segment will swell to about 200 million. Overall, the tutoring market in China is supposed to double in five years to about 160 billion dollars. Wow, Peter. As as with all things related to China, we are talking about some very big numbers. Yes, and Cindy has set her sights on conquering a big part of this booming market. She says she's expecting to have a million students in just a few years. A million students by 2019,、mm-hmm. and 10 million students probably are not that far. I should caution: it's not clear how realistic that goal is. But what's true is that VIP Kid is growing incredibly fast. Even the 200,000 students Cindy has now is a massive leap from the last time I spoke to her. She had just 50,000 students enrolled in December. Plus, Cindy wants to expand the kinds of classes VIP Kid offers. Until now, the company has offered only English language training to Chinese students. There are two things we're we're thinking. We have now got over two percent students, almost two percent students, coming from out of China.、Mm-hmm. So, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Korea, Japan, Germany, uh, but uh, we. So we're we're not really launching any countries just yet,、uh, but it's definitely a possibility. Where,、uh, but we're, I, I think、uh, the Evernote model is pretty good. They just、uh, let it grow, and organically, and see which market picks up and grows really fast, right? And then、uh, probably to to then uh, uh, find a designated、uh, a target country to to deploy. Okay, so VIP Kid is thinking globally. They're also thinking way beyond English language classes. Just a few weeks ago, the company added Mandarin classes that will be taught by Chinese teachers. Eventually, Cindy hopes to branch into many more subjects. So we've launched a higher level grade uh, uh, curriculum content. As you go higher,、um, it's more 
uh, content. It's more uh, math, science. They're not just learning language and art, right? They're learning math, science, and all the other things. So pr primarily, we're not doing language teaching, tutoring, teaching. We're we're doing more of the online U.S. elementary school experience, North American elementary school experience. That's why we really need North American teachers. Taking online classes for after-school English is one thing, but shifting a child's elementary education to a learn-from-home model? That's a whole new ballgame, and it could have ramifications for American schools already dealing with an exodus of teachers. Okay, so far, VIP Kids' model has been almost as popular with teachers as it has been with students. I am from a small town in South Jersey, Hamilton, or the blueberry capital of the world. This is Jennifer Enders, another teacher I spoke to recently in New York. I'm sort of adventurous at the same time, even though I still live in my small town. Um, my husband and I have been together forever. He's a full-time um, singer, songwriter, musician, um, producer. So we've just been traveling and traveling. So I never really went into the classroom full-time. And um, I'm always like looking for something flexible. VIP Kids Flexible Hours are a big draw. It's also a good way for teachers to supplement their incomes. Teaching salaries in the U.S. are notoriously not as high as many would like. Peter, did you find out the name of her husband's band? I did. It's the early November. You should check them out. They're pretty good. You gotta get something right. He's been doing it forever, and he's still going strong, so... Um... Australia, Japan, Europe, everywhere. And I started looking for other opportunities, uh, more ASL opportunities. And I found VIP Kid, and that was, that was it. So I'm coming up to 18 months with the company. As VIP Kid signs up more students and more teachers, at a certain point, the rest of the world may need to sit up and take notice. VIP Kid already has 200,000 kids enrolled in its program. That's more kids than the Boston or Dallas public school systems. And according to Cindy, teachers are applying to work with VIP Kid in droves. They accept less than 10% of the teachers that apply. Importantly, the vast majority of the teachers that Cindy is hiring are based here in the U.S. You would have uh, uh, less than 10% um, uh, of our teachers from uh, Canada, and most primarily mostly uh, in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Okay. From the U.S. Okay. In other parts of the world, too, do the U.K. teachers? Uh, no, not yet. <laughs> And once they're enrolled, it's up to the teacher to decide how many hours they work. Many teachers are working with VIP Kid on the side to supplement their income, but others, like Jennifer, are working full-time hours. Um, I try to aim for between 30 and 40. I've actually exceeded 40 at times during high recruitment periods. Some people watching this space think the one-on-one -on -one approach online just doesn't make business sense. Edwin Chen, an analyst at UBS, is one of them. From a company's perspective, it's difficult to scale up because supposedly one teacher can only teach one student at a certain period of time. Edwin covers education companies in China. He thinks that brick-and-mortar companies like Tal Education have a big advantage over upstarts like VIP Kid. Tal Education went public in the U.S., and its stock has more than doubled this year thanks to surging revenue. When you grow bigger and bigger, one, it's difficult to source mm. enough tutors, quality tutors. And two, the teaching quality are very dependent on the individual teachers. Mm -hmm. It's relatively more difficult to mm. standardize the services you provide to the children. 
But when I pushed Cindy on how she feels about moving away from the classroom model of teaching, she said she thinks learning online has distinct advantages. I find the in-person session、uh, to be the same when it's face to face like this,、mm-hmm. and when it's online. So that covers the whole like、uh, in-person thing. But then it can be more effective when it's online because teachers can use.、Um, AR, augmented reality. They would use apps so that when they teach about um, uh, uh, hitting, they can have a, a baseball player,、uh, like a, a, a animated image that is. So it, it sounds very like looks very real for the students,、mm-hmm. because otherwise you would have demonstrate, right? <laughs> And then、uh, it's very, very like when they talk about dinosaur, a dinosaur can pops up、mm-hmm. on the screen. Do you see? Online learning and, and the ability to kind of do this online learning as an opportunity to supplement in-person learning, or do you think there are opportunities to surpass、mm. in-person teaching? I think for for current for now, it's a supplement of the in-person learning for the school like schooling experience. I think,、uh, but not necessarily in-person learning because parents are choosing online learning over. Uh, like training center learning, but then over the long term, if we think about learning reimagined and rethink、uh, schools, and then I think there's great opportunity. This would go beyond anything that we can imagine. Peter, Cindy's story is incredibly inspiring, but you know we're both parents, and I'm not sure I'd feel personally comfortable、uh, making online education the bulk of my kids' education. Would, would you? Uh, with my two kids, I don't think I would either. I'd be hesitant to send them online for very substantial periods of time. But I would say that parents in China are not making that choice. In this case, they're looking for any edge they can to get their kids ahead, to give them good education opportunities, and online is where they need to go to get good English teaching. These are also all for-profit companies. I mean, do we need to be dubious of a you know company that is oriented towards a profit motive also being responsible for our children's education? That's a really good question. As we've seen in the states, for-profit companies providing education services have run into tons of trouble. Boy, a lot of this gold rush mentality here in the education sector in China does it does really remind me of some of the destructive booms in tech here in the states. It does. You and I are old enough to remember a few of the booms in technology in the past. I remember I used to order dog food from Pets.com. It was cheaper than this store, and they brought it right to my door. Right. Well, but back then the business model was a mess. Now, now they've kind of figured that out. But I guess the question is, you know, can these education companies make the business model work? Yes, you're seeing this competition play out in China right now. As parents rush to find better education alternatives for their kids, they have dozens of choices online and off. Our vision is to be the best kickoff education globally. So we want to really make sure that we're able to build the best learning experiences, efficacy for the students for the future. And that's it for this week's episode of Decrypted. Thanks for listening. We always want to know what you think of the show. Get in touch at decrypted at bloomberg.net or I'm on Twitter. At P. Elstrom, and I'm at Brad Stone. If you haven't already, subscribe to our show wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, please leave us a rating and a review. This goes a long way to get this show in front of more listeners. Special thanks to David Ramley who helped with reporting for the show. This episode was produced by Pia Gadkari, Liz Smith, and Magnus Henriksen. 
Alec McCabe is head of Bloomberg Podcasts. We'll see you next week. 